Daily Drive is brought to you by Reynolds & Reynolds, the industry leader in automotive technology. Find out what Reynolds is up to in the digital retailing space by visiting reyrey.com slash retail anywhere. That's R-E-Y-R-E-Y dot com slash retail anywhere. I'm Jamie Butters, Chief Content Officer at Automotive News. Welcome to Daily Drive for Thursday, September 2, 2021. General Motors has shrewdly prioritized using its limited supply of computer chips for making high-margin SUVs and pickups. But the wisdom of the strategy is of little comfort to workers at the company's Kansas City area plant, where 1,800 people are usually busy making Chevrolet Malibu sedans and Cadillac XT4 crossovers. Instead, the facility has been idle almost all year. Automotive News staff reporter Hannah Lutz explored the plant situation and the stress it has caused workers who are concerned for their future, but hoping for the best. I reached Hannah at her home in Metro Detroit. Hannah Lutz, welcome to Daily Drive. Hi, Jamie. Thank you for having me. So for a story on this week's front page of Automotive News, you took a look at GM's plant in Fairfax, Kansas, near Kansas City. It's really taken on the, the brunt of GM's most challenging episodes over these past couple of years. What's, what's been happening there? So as all of us know, the, the, the global microchip shortage has affected production um, across across the world, really. And for GM, um, they've had downtime at almost all of their North American plants except for one. But Fairfax has really taken the biggest hit. Fairfax has not been operating since February 8th. So after the strike of 2019 and the COVID layoff of 2020 and now the chip crisis, those workers have been out of the plant um, for many days in a row, multiple times, and they're they're kind of they're getting nervous about their future jobs and the future of the plant. Yeah, that, is, that happens. Uh, that's often not a good sign uh, for for your plant's future when when it's idle all the time. It also raises uh, questions for the workers when the annual profit sharing comes around. You know, GM is still doing pretty well in North America. The vehicles are in high demand and they're prioritizing uh, high margin vehicles. Uh, but the, the formula for sharing those is, does kind of come down to how many, how many hours you work or how many, how many days a UAW member works over the year. Isn't that right? Yeah, that's right. And in the second quarter, GM posted a record pre-tax adjusted earnings of $4.1 billion. So it's plan to protect profitability, which has come down to um, much of the time building pickups and full-size SUVs over sedans and smaller crossovers. That plan has been working, um, but when it comes to profit sharing, it does, you know, the time spent working in the plant does matter typically. Um, At this point, GM has said that it's too early um, to say what will happen with, with profit sharing checks, but that has to be something that's really weighing on the workers' minds at Fairfax um, for those who haven't been in the plant at all compared to workers in Texas and Arlington making those large SUVs um, that are huge money makers. I'm sure they want a cut of the profit-sharing check as well. Absolutely, absolutely. So you talked with a number of workers and uh, UAW officials there at Fairfax. What's, 
What's the mood like? So last week was the first time they had stepped into the plant since February. The It wasn't operating yet, but they were going through some training sessions. So the mood was um, probably a little more optimistic than it had been previously, just because they felt like they were getting into somewhat of a routine again. But they they still are very nervous about the future because of all this, this idle time. Um, one worker I talked to, Nick Livick, he, he's been through this. He's been through um, a few different layoffs in, in his career, and his mom actually worked um, in Janesville and was transferred back in 2009 to, um, to Fairfax. So his family really has a firsthand experience of watching a plant close going through that. Um, so it's this situation is bringing back those memories. They're still confident. The workers that I talked to, they are confident that the, that Fairfax will stay open though, because that's what they're hearing from the shop chair and other UAW officials. GM has not said that production of the Malibu, the Chevy Malibu and the the Cadillac XC4, which are built there. GM has not said that production of those, um, is planned to end. So they're just holding on to what they have for now. Yeah, that's that story about Nick, uh, the the worker. His uh, it was it was so uh, poignant, right? Because his mother worked at at Janesville, and you know he was still in high school, and they had to move, you know, during the the Great Recession uh, when she transferred, you know, so that she could go where the work was. That's a hard thing to to go through and to to experience and really uh, understand at a very visceral level. Uh, what that kind of relocation means to families. Yeah. And it shows really the dedication to the work. His, his mom, his family had to make that move back in 2009 when he was in his last year of high school, but he still, you know, chose to work for GM at Fairfax and has been there um, his entire career. Now he said to me that some people outside of the industry don't understand that being an auto worker is really a career and it's a lifestyle. So big changes like this being out of work for seven months really, you know, weighs heavily on people. It can, as another source told me in the story, it can, this time has really sent people into an anxious and depressive state. Yeah. When there's, there's so much anxiety and and depression across the country, right. With uh, concerns about COVID uh, rising, alcohol abuse and drug abuse, opioid abuse, uh, which you also uh, touched on in the article, very powerful stuff. So, so much of this comes from, of course, the products that each factory is assigned, right? They can't just uh, switch what they're making uh, based on what's selling in a given month. That decision gets made at the corporate level to decide, uh, in this case, you know, which factories get the chips that are so hard to find. Uh, so at Fairfax, they make uh, two vehicles, the, the Malibu sedan and the Cadillac XT4 crossover. What's what's going on with those vehicles and, and why are they not being prioritized? So the Malibu, as you said, is a sedan and the market leans more toward um, full-size SUVs and pickups. Um, in the first half of the year, um, part of that time the, the plant was closed, but during the first half, half of the year, the Malibu sales in the U.S. fell by a third. Um, 
So it's just a challenge to have a vehicle of that size there when that's, you know, consumers are looking for something different. And the Malibu is also not GM's most profitable vehicle. Um, the, the larger vehicles make them a lot more money. So of course they'll prioritize those. In the case of the XT4, it is a Cadillac and Cadillac has said that they plan to be all electric by 2030. So there's just not really a long lifespan expected for the XT4. It will be replaced by an electric version um, probably in the next few years. So um, they've decided to, you know, it's okay to shut down production at Fairfax because those two vehicles just aren't um, at the top of the, the totem pole. The XT4 has two other crossovers right next to it, the X-T5, the X-T6, both are larger and more expensive. So they're more profitable for GM. Yeah, the the Malibu has been a, a stalwart uh, for Chevy, but it has never, as it's been a long time since Malibu was a leader uh, in the segment. Of course, the, the Cam- Toyota Camry and Honda Accord uh, really dominate that midsize sedan category that's been under so much pressure in uh, recent years. And yeah, and the XT4, it is the, the smallest of the Cadillac crossovers. It's, it's done okay in sales when they, when they have the supply, but probably, probably not as lucrative as the, as the other crossovers. We'll be back for more with Hannah Lutz after this. As online experiences exploded this past year, it was clear dealers needed an approach that kept them in business for the long term. Chris Walsh, Casey Edwards, and Dave Bates, Top Reynolds executives, sat down to discuss today's digital retailing landscape. Here's an excerpt from that roundtable discussion. So what are dealers trying to do to get this fully online and online to in-store experience? That's a great question. And honestly, it's it's kind of a hard one to answer because retailers are kind of defining and using digital retailing differently. You know, to some dealers, it's selling a car. To other, it's sales and F&I. And they, they tend to be approaching it in chunks versus, you know, kind of a holistic, holistic approach. And then you end up just focusing on one or two things when you need to focus on, you know, more of a big picture. Digital retailing is dealership operations, period. Reynolds' Retail Anywhere approach focuses on streamlining dealership operations and improving profitability. For more information about this big-picture, holistic approach, visit reyrey.com slash retailanywhere. That's R-E-Y-R-E-Y dot com slash retailanywhere. If Fairfax has had the worst of it, is it is Fairfax alone? Is it unique in its uh, struggles? Or how, how is it dispersed? So Fairfax has been hit the hardest by this. Um, The plant has been not running for 157 days, according to Auto Forecast Solutions tally. Um, And that was as of August 24th. So right below them is um, CAMI in Ingersoll, um, Ontario, which builds the Chevy Equinox. They're down um, 128 days. Uh, those are the, the two worst. And then um, Arlington, as we discussed, has been running this whole time, zero days off. And the pickup plants have all had less than two weeks of downtime. So Jam's crossover plants, they've definitely you know taken some time off there. But the full-size SUV and the pickup plants have been um, running pretty consistently. It, I'm just a little surprised. You know, not that long ago, the Equinox 
was really touted. It was so important to GM. They were, you know, getting into and, and having a competitive product and a in such a crucial segment. And yet the the second and third most idled plants, uh, Cami and uh, San Luis Potosi in Mexico, Canada and Mexico, uh, respectively, you know, are both Equinox plants. Uh, I guess those uh, compact crossovers, maybe it's the the competition has gotten better. And uh, it's just interesting to see how those have been so deprioritized. It is. And if you look down the list, it is interesting how it kind of does go by size for the most part. So um, besides the full-size SUVs and pickups, the plants at the least impact um, has been like Lansing Delta Township. They're, they were still down for 45 days, but um, that builds a Chevy Traverse, so a, a larger uh, crossover. Larger and then the Acadia at Spring Hill, that's on the larger side as well, along with the Cadillac XT6. So, you know, larger typically is more expensive and more um, profitable for the company. And that's that's the way they've been making these decisions for the most part. Yeah. Like you said, uh, Arlington, Texas has run all the way through. They're making the Escalade and the Tahoe, Suburban, Yukon, uh, really the, the biggest uh, SUVs they have and the, the pickup plants, of course, Flint and Fort Wayne. But interestingly, uh, Orion has uh, been prioritized with uh, the, the Bolt EVs and EUV. Yes. So GM has said through all of this, through the pandemic and to the chip crisis, that their EV plans remain on track. So EV development and um, production as much as they can. Um, a couple of weeks ago was the first time uh, production had gone down at Orion related to chips. They went down for a week. Um, it's going down again this this upcoming week of the 30th, but that is not related to chips. That's actually related to um, a battery supply shortage after they announced that, uh, that sprawling recall of, of all bolts because of uh, fire risk. Yeah. So many moving parts uh, in GM's sprawling uh, assembly pro uh, assembly system across North America. Glad you're there uh, keeping track of all of it for us, Hannah. Yes, thanks for having me. That's Daily Drive for September 2. For the latest news on the auto industry, type in autonews.com. And for a complete catalog of about 350 interviews, go to autonews.com slash daily drive. Thanks for listening. <laughs>